0: All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Oh, who is this? Is this Weezer? It is Cake. Cake did a remix of this, so this had to be like from the 90s, right?
1: I would imagine, yeah, or like
0: early 2000s. It's really good. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Since we're on an FM signal, you can play it a little bit more if you want. Back when it was on AM radio, you would just hear it sound like this. But at least we got FM signal now streaming. Huh. Okay. All right. I'm, I am uh, I'm intrigued. Cake remaking War Pigs. Who knew? Okay, not bad. Not bad. Welcome into the final hour of the Plank Show, brought to you by our good friends in Mop and Roofing. Speaking of sponsors that make this show possible, we are always, always enjoying our OEC Fiber Football Fridays. Today we're at Winter Creek Golf and Social Club. I hope things are going well for Parker Thune to make his first trek out here to this incredible facility in Blanchard, America. And our man Malachi Murray is going to join us. He is, I believe, the director of golf, which means all I'm going to do is sit here and pick his brain for golf tips. Malachi, I feel like a... Kind of pushing to the right a little bit. You think it might be me getting slow through the ball? Do I need to slow down my swing? What do you think? How can I get that old man consistency right down the middle of the fairway? Malachi, (laughs) your thoughts. Uh, All right, so you ready for the top five stories of the day? I'm ready, baby. Let's do it. Top five stories of the day time brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play.
2: Let's go, man.
0: Newcastle Casino, online at newcastlecasino.com, where real gamers go to play. What's up, man? And let's get after it, shall we? Big story number five. Number five. It's almost like we're in studio together today, Josh. Big story number five. All right, let's go. What a fun night it was in high school football. You had the... Jinx Bixby game on ESPN2. Jinx ends up winning, breaking the nation's longest winning streak. Both teams, though, both teams get first round buys next week, right? No? No. Yes? No.
1: Okay. Jinx, Jinx finishes as the three in that district. The full okay. scoreboard, by the way, looked like this in 6A1. Mustang beat Memorial. That's Edmund Memorial 61 35. Jinx, as you mentioned, 38 35. On the deuce over Bixby, uh, Westmore blanks Southmore in the Southwest showdown, twenty-eight to nothing. Norman gave Owasso a little bit of a scare on the road, twenty-four to fourteen, though the Rams, the winner there. Moore was leading Broken Arrow, but. Uh you know, nice finish for Broken Arrow, 63,-48. They win that one. Norman North locks up the two- seed, though there's questions about what the quarterback situation looks like for Norman North. Six killer was uh, in the sling and uh, not wearing pads oh, no. by the end of the night. 52-32, Norman North takes care of. Enid, 21 to nothing. Hats off man to Santa Fe. They end the season with a win. They hadn't won all season long, but they end with a win over Yukon, 21 to nothing, and then uh, union all over Edmund North, 62 to6.
0: So, the District 1 and District 2, first and second place finishers get a bye, right? They do, and that okay. would
1: be Union out of, well, I guess it makes more sense to do it this way. 6A1, District 1, the uh, top seed is still Bixby. They had a huge district points lead over both uh jinx and norman north entering last night so the fact that it finished in a three-way tie didn't matter bixby was far okay. away out in front norman north is second in the district so those two teams they get first round buys it was already decided going into last night in district two union was the district champion mustang the district runner-up so those two teams have uh, first round buys as well
0: um someone when it- texted the air comfort solutions text line earlier today and said key oh here it is the 918 we appreciate everyone keeping union under the radar we'll see they have dominated all year as well oh that's my man kirk frederick talk jinx bixby norman north all you want but it's a good team in union gosh i can't believe the state playoffs are here already in high school football What in the world happened to this season um, I do not have brackets yet. Have you seen them anywhere? I have a blank bracket in front of me, but no, I'm not nerdy enough to fill out.
1: I, I can uh, off the. I could tell you what it looks like here. Owasso will play host to Westmore. Meanwhile, Jinx will play host to Edmund North. And let's see. Look at you. I'm kind of impressed right now. Broken Uh-oh. Arrow. Broken Josh Arrow will play host to Norman. Edmund Memorial will play host to Enid next week. Oh,
0: so Norman makes it. Let's go, Tigers. Do they need me to go with them next week? Oh, I can't. I'll be in West Virginia. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'd be able to provide any help. Let's go down to Chris Plank. Chris, this hot dog is really good that I just got from the concession stand. Guys, back to you. All right, big. St- so we'll be all over it krefsports.tv, and covering to the nth degree on our flagships Moore and Norman, Norman North, Norman, uh, what what'd you have? Westmore in the playoffs, uh, all making their run towards the gold ball. But a fun night in high school football. Big story number four. Number four. Oh. Oh. Okay, you ready? Here you go. OKC loses. But OKC also wins, and I'm talking two different sports, because I'm not in this, all right, closer to the Wimbignan sweepstakes. No, I think they're too good for that. I think they're too good for that. That ship sailed. But last night, the Thunder did, for some of you that are still Team Tank, the Thunder did get a very, I guess, necessary loss. Jokic
3: back to Murray. Murray from 15 feet. Got it. Nothing but net. Nuggets lead it by 12, 122 to 112.
0: Uh, and 122, 112. Was that the oh, Nuggets about radio guy? Yeah. Is he okay? <laughs> he sounded a little bit under the weather last night. Thunder will be back in action against the Jazz. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm looking at the Lakers' schedule. Oh, busted. Thunder will be back in action um tomorrow night as oh where did my schedule just go as OKC will battle Milwaukee in Milwaukee but they fall last night 122 to 110 and the numbers massive again for Shea Gilgis Alexander 37 points. OKC loses. But OKC wins because yesterday, late last night, it was announced that the Oklahoma City Spark have their franchise player. If you're getting excited about a high, uh, about professional softball in Oklahoma with the OKC Spark, time to ratchet it up another level, Josh Helmer, because Jocelyn Allo, Jocelyn Alo, the trade went down yesterday. Jocelyn Allo will indeed. Play her professional second season in Oklahoma, and I—I I don't know if they've announced it yet. Have they announced that they're playing at Hall of Fame Stadium? I—I um, I don't know if that's official. I don't know if they're playing in Norman, um, but I don't—I don't know where they're playing. I think that announcement is coming later this week. But uh, OKC Spark get Jocelyn Alo, so we lose with the Thunder, Josh, but we win with the Spark. How cool is it that Jocelyn Alo will continue her professional career here in Oklahoma?
1: I mean, it's just the way that it should be, right? I mean, Jocelyn Allo should play in Oklahoma City. It's just how this thing is meant to be.
0: By the way, I uh, my man Drew England just sent me from Prep Red Zone the brackets. I think you were dead on, Josh. So, 6 a one playoffs, Bixby and Mustang have buys in the top of the bracket, according to this. Edmund Memorial will play Enid, and Jinx will play Edmund North. Union and Norman North have their buys, so you got Owasso-Westmore and Broken Arrow-Norman. That's about what you had, right? That's exactly what I had. Look at you. Stillwater, Deer Creek, Choctaw, and Muskogee, and their incredible athletic director, Jason Parker, all have buys in 5A. All right, big story number three. Number three. Man, the Philadelphia Eagles are still cooking. Hurts, gives it off. No, he hasn't. He fakes, he throws, touch- Gunners. Houston played uh, tight last tonight, but the Philly defense finally shut them down in the end. Mills,
3: back. Mills steps up. Mills firing. Intercepted. That'll do it. Eagles win the right there. There's a penalty fly down. As Bradbury came up with the interception, who's the penalty against?
0: Let's see. It was against Houston. Final 29-17, Jalen afterwards on Playing a game as a starter in the NFL for the first time in his hometown.
2: Anytime I get to come back to the city of Houston is special. And this is the first time I've I've ever played back home at the professional level, collegiate level. Um, never, never got the opportunity to do it at the collegiate level. So coming back, um, playing in a place where I've, I've built a lot of memories, built a lot of memories with my mom, my dad, coming to watch ball in this same stadium.
0: Yep, and uh, as he just mentioned, his family was was there, and so that's
2: cool. I'm proud that my, my, my family got to see that today. Um, I'm proud my dad got to see that, and I know that's special to him because um, my family knows the memories that we've we've had with the Houston Texans and, you know, just being around and being involved in the camps and uh, the Andre Johnson and, you know, him giving me his cleats as a kid. And those are our memories that I value truly, and to come home and, and get a win in this city is special.
0: Man, they're looking good. They're a wagon right now. 8-0. I believe I saw for the first time in franchise history, and guess what? They're going to be 9-0 because they play Washington next Monday night, Monday Night Football, Philly and Washington. In fact, I don't know when they're going to lose, Josh. Washington at Indianapolis, maybe home for Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. They have Tennessee at home. Maybe the 11th at New York, but... Their schedule's very doable the rest of the way for the Philadelphia Eagles. 8-0 I mean, on the season. Is
1: there any chance they get into the post? Probably not, right? I mean, they're going to lose somewhere beforehand, but could
0: they get into the playoffs unbeaten? I think they're going to lose, too. But it's a fun conversation because you have a team at 8-0. So, you know, in our mindset, that old-school halfway point, right, when there was a 16-game season, you're halfway home. It's not too bad at all. Meanwhile, uh, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers being your guy, and your, uh who's on top this week.
4: Mm-hmm. Obviously, the compensation or whatever players that we were going after, it just didn't make sense. So I trust Brian, and uh, we had some good conversations. I know that we were, you know, in on some things, and it obviously just didn't uh, didn't pan out. That just sends a message to us that we gotta, you know, play with the guys we got and and win with the guys we got. And I think there's still a lot of confidence. And the guys in locker room, I do feel like we need to get healthy.
0: By the way, quick update to that. That is all about the reports that they wouldn't give up enough to get Chase Claypool, right? That the Bears gave up a third-round pick, maybe a second, and that the Packers weren't willing to give it up. So that's Aaron Rodgers saying, no, 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 we're good. Big story number two. Number two. Oh, what a finish. What a finish last night between the Astros and the Phillies. A 3-2
3: to Castellanos. Round ball left side to his right. Pena shortstop has it, straightens up, throws the first in time, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros defeat the Philadelphia Phillies 3-2, and they're up three games to two in the World Series. Headed back to Houston. One went away from a championship. A lot of heroes for the Astros, none bigger than Chaz McCormick with the play of the year in center field, crashing off of the wall
0: and saving extra bases as he goes through the high five line exuberantly. Did you you see that play in the ninth?
1: Incredible catch. Slamming into the wall. Looked like maybe it was going to, you know, bang off the wall and be uh, a two-bagger plus, and instead, I mean, as soon as that, baseball was caught that was pretty much game set match and I think they the had, series is over
0: I did too unfortunately they had two big plays I don't, don't want to nerd out too much on baseball but in the bottom of the eighth inning Schwarber was up with two outs and Trey Mancini did this one two
3: runner goes pitches hit hard just fair snared by Mancini and he steps on the bag inning over A hot shot that got to Mancini on a bounce, and he snared it moving to his left. He was on the bag by the
0: time he grabbed it. That's a pretty good, that's a great description of what happened on that play. (laughs) And then there was this. You talked about Chaz McCormick and what he did in the ninth. I mean, there's, I mean, this is an opportunity to tie the game. 1-1.
3: That's hit in the air pretty deep to right center. It sends back McCormick onto the warning track. Leaps at the wall, and he makes the catch. Oh, what a catch by McCormick.
1: Crashing into the 13-foot high wall, and deep right center fail. That
0: was a great call, man.
1: Play that again. I want to – he's like, he makes the catch.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. 1-1. That's hit in the air pretty deep to right center. It sends back McCormick onto the warning track. Leaps at the wall, and he makes the catch. Oh, what a catch by McCormick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, that's it's a great call.
3: That's
0: a great call, man. Fun game last night. They'll travel back to Houston for game six and seven. Tomorrow night, game six. Sunday night, game seven, as the Astros look to clinch a World Series. I love those baby blue uniforms the Phillies have, though. Love them. Gets us, of course, to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number 1. Man, um I'm so intrigued by what we're going to see tomorrow. Right? It's it's a series that has been dominated by Oklahoma in a month that has been dominated by Oklahoma. The Sooners have won 24 of their last 26 November games. OU is 14 and 1 versus the Baylor Bears in Norman and have won 28 of the 32 matchups against the Bears. But in the same vein, it's kind of like, all right, Plank, you, you love to give us these historical stats, but they just don't matter anymore because this is a different Baylor type of football team. And it's two teams that really seem to be very active in in their running games. I, the running games are starting to click. But there's another area to keep an eye on tomorrow that I'm intrigued by and it involves kind of the the Wavos, the marbles of both coaches. And we'll get into it next as we preview OU Baylor as big story number one right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, so where Baylor presents a problem that might be, I don't want to say unique anymore, but more challenging to the Sooners than what we've seen over the last few weeks coming up in just a bit. Uh, right now, though, I'm pumped to be joined by Malachi Murray. Uh, officially head pro out here? Uh, director of golf now. Director of yep. golf, big yep. time, man. Yep. Here at Winter Creek Golf and Social Club. Yes. This place is awesome.
4: It is, it is.
0: Um, let's talk about just when you walk in the door. We're here in the, I guess you would call it the lobby. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> but the 19th hole is incredible. Take us through the renovations of the restaurant and just, I mean, you, you can come out here and the menu is full, the, the bartenders are great. Mm-hmm. You've got local brews in here you got a little bit of everything
4: yeah yeah we got our own our own winter creek beer here um so uh yeah it's uh before we only had about a eight foot bar before and two separate rooms and uh new ownership back two years ago renovated it and basically made that bar about four or five times the size it was before and it's uh, been a popular spot, that's for sure.
0: Now, you've got to take me a little bit more in depth on your own brew. Whenever I walked in there, to, just so bosses know, to get my water and coffee, all right, I yeah. was intrigued to see Winter Creek Brew. Uh-huh. Was it just a passion project for a couple guys or what?
4: Oh, uh, just, you know, our uh, food and beverage guy, uh, Clayton, he runs runs manages a restaurant over there. He wanted to uh, – 405 is kind of the one who created it. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, he wanted to have a Winter Creek Brew over there. It's a pilsner. and. <laughs> It's uh, it's fantastic.
0: That's awesome. Pretty yeah. cool. So you can come out here and not only play a great round of golf, but on the on the 19th hole, try your own brew. That's correct. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, in your opinion, you've as you we well, you didn't mention on the air, but you've been in golf your whole professional yeah. career. What is it in your mind that kind of separates Winter Creek as a course? What is it that yeah. makes it so fun to play?
4: Uh, I mean, it's a challenging layout as far as golf course. Um, it's it's always in great shape. Uh, we're continually doing small renovations about every other year and uh yeah it's it's always a challenge always good shape um it's kind of laid back atmosphere out here as far as restaurant and clubhouse so mm-hmm. it's it's just enjoyable to be out here
0: and and it's open to the public right
4: correct yeah we're we're semi private so uh we're sneaking up on 300 members here soon That's um awesome. but yeah we're still still open to the public
0: i think sometimes whenever as golfers you hear golf and social club you automatically think oh well I can't but you can go to yeah. what is it, wintercreek.com and you can Winter golf. Yep. you can get a tee time right there
4: yep yeah you can get a tee time right there and you know restaurants open to the public as well and uh, that was something you know I've I've lived in Blanchard 7 years now and that's something that most people didn't know that could come mm-hmm. out here that had to be a member but yeah it's everything's open to the public i would definitely they,
0: you guys could throw some killer watch parties in there if you wanted yeah. to, right?
4: Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty sweet little game day set up in there.
0: Um, couple more and I'll let you get back to work, Malachi. Okay. On days like today, what's it like <laughs> for your groundskeeping crew and for you as you're monitoring this weather? It, yeah. It's got to be tough, right?
4: It is. It uh, you know, kind of scares some golfers off, you know, with the potential storms, but uh, you know, we've been able to avoid it for the most part today, but my guys just, you know, stay on top of watching the lightning and happens to be lightning we gotta pull people off and send it back out when it's gone
0: and again it's it's a course that's in great shape Mm -hmm. so what's kind of been the key for you guys out here to keep this place as tight as it is right now
4: yeah uh you know greens yeah keeping the greens good um really really good and then we've got Zoja zoysia tee boxes and fairways which not a lot of courses have that it's a great grass to hit off of and kind of tease your ball up a little bit so.
0: gets it up to where that way whenever yeah. it's like hey look it's almost like i got a tee there exactly. i can it's like i'm out on the driving range It's much easier to hit off of <laughs> i'll still find a way to chunk it see i'm yeah. proud of myself right now malica i haven't made this about me and my golf game yet uh-huh. so this is good josh hasn't had to make fun of me yet but since <laughs> it is an oec fiber football friday yeah let's talk about why we're here yeah and that is uh, the oec people and i know what. Since september they put in the, the high-speed fiber out here. What kind of difference has it made for you guys? Yeah,
4: yeah, September uh, last year, it uh, you know, I, I've been here for almost seven years, so I've been uh, a part of what was before, and it was uh, kind of a struggle and slow before, and uh, obviously when the fiber from OEC was put in here, it just it's made our business so much easier and faster. Uh, it's been a huge thing for us.
0: And I, I would add, I, I live not – too terribly far from here. I live in Washington, Uh kind of a rural area, and your internet speeds can be terrible, but they've been great for me and for you too, right? Yeah,
4: yeah. and it it wasn't like that before September 2021, so it's been huge.
0: Malachi, thanks for coming by, man. We really appreciate it. I know you're busy, but always good information. Absolutely, enjoyed it. All right, you're the man. Malachi Murray out here with the Winter Creek Golf and Social Club. Thanks, man. That was really good. All right, before we go to a break, Josh, let me go ahead and throw... Oh, thanks, man. (laughs) I had moved my chair just because... I have to stand up for a little bit and make it seem like I'm doing some sort of movement during the show and not just being stale and sitting here for like three hours. So I've kind of done my little walk now with a headset with a longer cord. Here's the area. I want to pay off this tease real quick before we go to break with big story number one. This isn't anything breaking. This isn't anything that you probably haven't heard. And it's something that I'm fascinated to continue to learn more about from a mindset perspective, and how defensive coordinators approach this. And Oklahoma, to me, is getting to be a little bit more like this as well, Josh. Offenses that don't care that it's fourth down, that, you know, you you used to feel like, hey, you make a play on third down, you throw your fists in the air, it's fourth down, and you're ready to roll because you've held them. Well, Baylor has been one of the most aggressive teams in college football in fourth down attempts, and they're second nationally in fourth-down conversions behind Texas Tech. The Bears have converted 67% of their fourth-down attempts, which currently ranks them eighth among teams that have done that more than 15-plus times. Right? It's kind of that unique situation where it's like, oh, man, we're like 100% on fourth-downs. Well, you've tried it twice. <laughs> you know, this is a team that's tried it quite a bit. I think you're seeing Oklahoma – a little bit more willing on fourth downs to take a chance. And it also, they gashed Texas tech, man. They gashed Texas tech on the outside because on these third and eights, Baylor would run the football to set up like a fourth and short, or maybe a fourth and, and, and manageable. And Texas tech just, they were terrible defensively against it. Sorry, tech Tina, but it's the reality of it. So I want to see Oklahoma continue to be more like that, Josh, but, man, Baylor's – they're really going to stress you on fourth down.
1: Oklahoma 9 of 18 on fourth down on the season. That's 66 nationally and – Look, uh, you probably have the better statistics that you shared, but if you're just looking at the the raw numbers nationally, Oklahoma, uh, Baylor, excuse me, is 18th. They've 27 occasions gone for it on fourth down, and they're converting it two-thirds of the time. So, yeah, they're obviously they're going to gamble on fourth down multiple times in this game, and that might be as – I mean, that's as big of a key defensively as any for Oklahoma we can you know if you're good right on first second and third down and if you're good in the run defense category and force Baylor to gamble a little bit then uh, obviously you have to win a couple of those because they are going to go for it they're gonna gamble
0: yeah they're gonna gamble and it is tough tough whenever you're looking at you know just kind of your mindset your mindset, right, where you've been taught your whole life, this is goal accomplished, right? We got them in third down, or we we, we held them, it's, it's fourth and five, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. get back out there. They're going for it. There's a, a bunch of
1: teams just looking at this nationally here. This has got to be, I mean, totally different than it was even ten years ago. There's you just look up and down the the national numbers on fourth down conversion percentage plank, and there's a lot of teams that have upwards of 15 right. fourth down attempts, which that's just crazy compared to what, you know, how the game was played. I think again, even ten years ago.
0: When we come back on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, there's one other angle to Saturday's game that I find fascinating. And I don't know how much has been talked about. And Patrick just hit it up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And I want to get into it next. WinterCreekGolf.com, thanks to, to Malachi. Great stuff as we celebrate OEC Fiber's football Friday by hanging out at a place where OEC Fiber has made a major difference. What can be a major difference maker for Baylor tomorrow? We'll talk time of possession next right here on The Ref. Okay, let me pay off this tease real quick. With Josh Shalmer, I'm Chris Plank. Okay, dude. This is a really good point off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right. At 405-651-3439. Did you guys know that was the Air Comfort Solutions text line number? 405-651-3439. All right. Patrick. Writes, look at the time of possession that Baylor has had on their opponents. If they hold the ball like they have the past couple of weeks, OU is going to be in trouble. I fear we're going to have Army vibes Saturday if we can't stop them. So let me go back to their last few games. Against Texas Tech on Saturday, 40 minutes and 17 seconds of – Possession to 1943. They ran the football 59 times against the Kansas Jayhawks, 40 minutes and 10 seconds. They ran the football 57 times. Now, that's just the last two games. It was a little bit more split, and they actually lost the time of possession battle against Oklahoma State. It's almost as if they've really started committing to the run the last few weeks, but part of that, Josh, is because they've grabbed leads in games. Don't let them jump out on top. 34 minutes to 25 against Iowa State. Why? Because they had a lead. They were up 17-14 at the half, and they didn't have to worry about it. you got to jump on Baylor early and make them throw the football. You talked to a dude last night that brought up A very similar thing about Baylor trying to run the football in OU.
1: Well, and I had sort of suggested Baylor's middle of the road, right, in the 60s in terms of sacks allowed. I think they've allowed 15 on the season, which, again, was right there middle of the pack nationally. So not terrible in terms of pass protection, but not by any means great either. And Oklahoma's been a team who's been what, Plank? searching to kind of find some of mm-hmm. that pass rush uh, pressure. Again, really, uh, I, I didn't know until diving into, into the numbers on Baylor. It's kind of been a theme for them, too. But uh, neither here nor there, right? So is that an area where Oklahoma can attack this Baylor team a little bit? Can they get back there and hit shape once or twice? And Drake Toll, who does a really good job, shameless plug for my colleague over there on the Locked On Baylor, Locked On Network, check him out if you're looking for Baylor coverage. Drake Toll said, I don't think they're going to they're have a ton of chances if Baylor executes the way that they want to to get back and sack Blake Chapin, right? Because they just want to turn a hand off, man. They want to lean on that run game. And uh, to uh, his point and to the numbers you're talking about there and to the point on the text line, yeah, uh, if if the mission is accomplished for Baylor, then they will own the time of possession. And I don't know that it gets to quite Army levels. That's pretty frightening. But uh, <laughs> it uh, true. it's certainly – Would be part of Baylor's MO, right, is to play keep away, to lean on the run game. You look at just the the game log of late for Blake Shapen, and dating back to the loss to Oklahoma State where he threw it, I think, 40 times in that game. He's not really been anywhere close to that wheelhouse since. It's been – Forty attempts passing versus Oklahoma State, then twenty-two versus West Virginia, twenty-six versus Kansas in only thirty pass attempts last week for Shapen. So they don't want to have to sit to sit and drop back and have Shapen throwing a bunch. They're going to throw it some because obviously you have to keep Oklahoma honest. But Plank, if they can lean on the run game, they will. Let's
0: go to the phones. That's a really, really tough angle for the Sooners on Saturday. And it's something that Kansas State, look at us, look at us, Patrick, look at us. We're on the same page. Something Kansas State was able to do. By the way, off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Josh, good call in the game last night. Very precise and could feel the game flow. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's uh Josh is still mad about one thing. You cannot make him feel better. I've rubbed off on him way too much. We could have eight hundred text messages on this show today about how great that broadcast was, and one thing would still anger him. So, yeah, there was
1: one misidentification. Good, try.
0: good yeah. try. Um Saturday is the Sooner's Day. Beat down. Thirty eight twenty four. It's from the nine one eight. True Sooner's on hold. He gets the last word on the phone so we we haven't missed our 11:30 break right no no we're good okay okay what's going on true how are you man
1: i'm uh,
0: doing good man I, hey uh, you're talking about the uh, risk
5: reward on the fourth down you know how about teams are going for it and all that kind of go stuff go ahead you know you know the thing about it is is, is man with, with the defense is not what they used to be i mean yeah you've got some you got some defenses that are pretty good georgia and alabama usually have pretty good defenses but man it's just the risk reward is just not that great, as far as uh, I mean, you know, you give the ball back to them and you get a thirty, you get a thirty yard advantage, and in one play the offense has twenty five of it back, you know, and and it's almost better just to keep the ball away from them, you know, and and that's, I mean, until you get a good defense that's really that they really can capitalize on that, you know, it's it's kind of like and it's almost like the uh, overtime periods, you know, when. you – you know, or, or before the overtime periods when you have like, why not go for two instead of take it to overtime a lot of times? Because, you know, you never know when you're going to be, if you're going to even be back down there on the three-yard line again. No, that's I agree. That's kind of the way I look That's kind of the way well, I look it, at it. But, hey, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I did, go ahead. I, I was going to say something else. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was just gonna say, I think it's, I think it's not changing either. True, I think it's, I think it's no, the I'm way gonna... of football now, and I just think we're gonna see more teams pro and, and college, and you're seeing it in the pro game too, where third down isn't automatically throw your hands up and have the offense walk off the field. I mean, third down is. Right. I mean, I've I've watched the Raiders. I feel like they've done it a lot, but you know, third and six, third and seven, they might oh run God. Josh Josh Jacobs, and if they can get it to fourth and two, they're probably gonna go for it. Now, I know that's a, an example that hurts after what happened on Saturday yeah. or Sunday to the Raiders, but I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's here to say. Now, what was your other point going to be?
5: I was going to say real quick, I don't know if you mentioned this, I don't know it's football Friday, but Jocelyn Alo you know how we can find out some information? It's really hard to find out information sure. about this new pro, this pro softball league. But uh-huh. I was I, I saw the deal yesterday where she got traded. traded and I guess that's kind of loosely up in quotes or whatever, but – isn't there only like two or four teams in that league? And and, and this is just a money – I mean, this is just to withdraw people, right? I mean, I,
0: I'm trying to find that information on it. It's just hard to follow. So here's what I would say. And, True, I appreciate your phone call. I appreciate it, man. Not to go completely off the beaten path on an OEC Fiber Football Friday, but there's going to be a big press conference on Monday. I – yes, it is a very small league. I think there is only – what now? Three teams in the league. There's going to be a fourth team that will be added and maybe a fifth before this season. Um, It was, I can say that it was fairly substantial because the team that held Jocelyn's rights was not just going to up and let her walk, right? Because OKC has a team. That's unfortunately been part of the problems with professional softball. They haven't, have a thought with their head very much. Thankfully, you've got some smart people that are in charge and not greedy, money-hungry people. And I think that's good for the future of pro softball. But we'll learn more as we get closer to the season. we got a college softball season to get through first. And um, I think it's going to be must-see TV. You know, I, I hope the crowds are good. Um, I, I think they're going to do some smart things in pairing it with youth tournaments and, and youth events so, yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see what the future holds. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Jossie's going to be around in, in Oklahoma for for years to come. Okay, um, we are do a break. When we come back, Josh, let's get our six-pack of picks to put a wrap on this show. Parker Thune has arrived, which means me dropping him a pin worked. Did it work or not? Oh, let's go. Hey, look, it worked. Look at, look at me knowing how to use an iPhone. What's up? So we'll get our six-pack of picks and wrap it up on an OEC Fiber Football Friday right here on The Ref. Are you excited to know, Josh, that we don't have to basically race through our picks today? It is
1: pretty stress-free, isn't it? It's very relaxing.
0: I mean, if you you think about it, typically we've not been very smart, but ever since Jesse kind of called me out this week, I've been a little bit more cautious about the clock. Though we did have a minute segment at the end of the show yesterday. Thank you, Jesse G., all right, are you ready? Six pack of pick times. By the way, a quick thank you to everyone out here at Winter Creek Golf and I say Golf and Country Club, but it's more than that. Social Club, in fact, as we've started reaching the lunch hour, uh, they're open for lunch. And we know the weather's going to turn, so don't let the fact that they have a, they're more than just a golf course, keep you away. In fact, they have $2 tacos on Tuesday. I'm looking at the special board. What is that, $8 cheeseburger and fries on Thursday? This place is really cool. Um, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club. And, as always, thanks to David Goodspeed at OEC Fiber for jumping on. Well, we didn't get to hear from David today, did we? It's wild. No,
1: we haven't. That's wild.
0: Um, But thanks to David Goodspeed and his consistent sponsorship of our OEC Fiber Football Friday. Oh, good to hear from Craig James, too. Not, not, Not the former... SMU Pony, just to be clear. My man Red. You ready for some picks? I'm ready. Let's do this thing. I've already hit my lock. Or Excuse me, I already hit my upset. So um, I added six picks. That's your seventh bonus for me taking Central Michigan this week. I was in danger of falling down to the basement of the Ref Royal Rumble. So at the very least, this keeps me away from relegation. So with that, I am happy. But, Josh, let me go ahead and start by giving you my lock for the Ref Royal Rumble. In 23 of the last 26 meetings between service academies, they have gone under the total number two overs, one push. In addition, underdogs have covered 15 of the last 18 meetings with 10 outright wins. That's according to the bear, Chris Felika's notes. So, with that in mind, give me Army plus the seven and a half against air force though it is fascinating josh you have the top two rushing offenses in college football going up against each other in air force and army and in the case of air force number one in the country in the rushing offense army one of the worst rushing defenses in all of college football <laughs> so i'm still taking army plus the seven and a half where are you going on your first or the six pack
1: is will jacked for this weekend
0: I don't think Will's jacked for anything football-related yet. Okay, deal. I think Will's still trying to figure out what's up and what's down. That's my freshman son who's up at West Point that he's referring to, just so you know. So he's, he's embracing the suck, I think, is what Will's doing. All right, what's your first pick of the six?
1: Uh, Well, I'm taking West Virginia in my upset in the ref Royal rumble and they're getting seven and a half in Amos. So until I see Iowa state beat somebody, I don't think Iowa state's going to beat anybody. JT Daniels and West Virginia included.
0: I've got a weird one on here and I don't know why, but give me Arizona plus the 17 and a half against Utah. Arizona played pretty good against USC last week. Pretty, pretty good. Um, Utah had some weirdness going on with Cam Rising, so I don't know what's going on there. But I'll take Arizona plus the 17-and-a-half. Yes, I know it's one of Arnie's teams, but I'm going with it for now, Josh.
1: I'll share a couple of picks here with you, back-to-back. Back. The two Kansas schools. I'm taking Kansas State in prime time. They're getting two-and-a-half at home. Are you kidding me? After obliterating Oklahoma State last week, and I guess uh, the uh, – Oddsmakers not as enthralled with one Will Howard as maybe the rest of America might be. And uh, they still like Texas. But I think Kansas State's going to win that game in front of a raucous Bill Snyder family stadium. And I think they're going to do so by multiple scores. And I'm going with Kansas. Uh, Hmm. Minus one and a half, a line that has flipped around on us as the week has gone along. I mean, is Spencer Sanders playing in this game? He probably does, right? I think Jalen Daniels is playing in this game for Kansas. And I think it's the game where they find bowl eligibility.
0: Sanders out. Gunner Gundy to start. It's my prediction. Meanwhile, I'm with you on Kansas State, plus two and a half against Texas. I feel, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I feel like that's kind of stealing money right now. But how about this one? I'll give you a second one. I like Alabama to roll LSU on Saturday. And I don't, it's just the history of this series. It's, there's no in between. Either LSU beats them or Alabama blows them out. And I just I don't think that there's going to be much that LSU can do to stop Alabama. Um, I think in the future, that's going to be a little bit more challenging. But give me Alabama minus the 13-and-a-half against LSU.
1: Maryland heads to Wisconsin. Uh, I really like uh, what Maryland is about offensively with Tungabailoa. They're getting four-and-a-half. I think they're winning the game straight up, even though it's on the road. So I'm thinking Maryland plus four and have.
0: Um, I give you my last two. I found something I liked in Memphis plus three and a half against UCF. UCF has struggled on the road this year, and I think it's going to be tight between Tennessee and Georgia. I think Georgia wins the game, but I take the points eight and a half with Tennessee every single day.
1: Well, and that would make sense for the – Top-ranked team according to the college football playoff. I've got two final picks for you. Kentucky minus one and a half on the road at Missouri. I think uh, people are selling stock a little bit too quickly in Kentucky after what happened versus Tennessee. Uh, I disagree. I think this is a a reminder that Georgia puts on the nation that Tennessee not quite there yet in Athens. I like Georgia to win this game by multiple scores and kind of control it throughout. So I'm thinking Georgia minus eight and a half.
0: Josh, who wins the game Saturday in Norman? The Sooners, are you kidding me? The Sooners win the game
1: on Saturday in Norman.
0: If they win the toss, take the football, um, tempo's going to be interesting. Right? Tempo wasn't really something Iowa State, Teddy talked about this a lot, Iowa State kind of they do what they do, they line up about the same way, but Baylor, Baylor mixes things up. They move around a lot, so maybe Tempo could mess with them a bit I can't wait to see the matchup tomorrow. What time do you go on the air tomorrow, Parker? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Parker Thune will be on the air. Delarin Turner, Yell coming up at 8.30. How about that? And guess what else is coming up, Josh? Steel Man and Thune at noon next. Uh, have a great rest of your Friday, everyone. Steely and Parker next right here on The Ref.